This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 71. This episode is brought to you by my free online workshop, 10 Truths to Crush Homeschool Burnout. Whether you're a new homeschooling parent who hasn't even started yet, but you just want to get started with the right mindset and with the right expectations, or maybe you've been homeschooling for a very long time and you need a bit of encouragement because you just need it, right? After a while, we all need it. So no matter what category you're in, I think you're going to love this short and sweet workshop that brings a lot of truths to your mind and remind you of what's most important in homeschooling. So you can find this workshop if you go to 41more.com forward slash burnout. Welcome to episode 71. Show notes for this episode with every resource we talk about will be at 41more.com forward slash 71. Today we're talking about raising healthy kids, and I was able to chat with Dr. Heather, who herself is a naturopathic doctor, and she also has a really fun resource that I know some of my homeschool families are going to want to check out. She is the author of the Human Body Detectives book series and curriculum, which could be used in your homeschool. If you have elementary age kids who you want to have a fun and really solid way to teach them about the different body systems this curriculum might be what you're looking for. So listen to our chat. We will link to everything in the show notes and definitely go check it out. So sit back and enjoy. Here's my conversation with Dr. Heather. Dr. Heather, thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Hi, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here and talking about homeschooling and health. It's like perfect combo. Yes. So for my audience who has not heard of you before, could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. So um, I'm a naturopathic doctor. I graduated in 2001 from um, the naturopathic school in Portland, Oregon, which is the oldest school. It's one of the reasons I chose it because I really stay true to their um, naturopathic philosophies. And since graduating, um, I moved from Portland, Oregon to Hawaii. And I really, uh, at the beginning, I saw a lot of patient, uh, pediatrics and children and, and really, I, I mean, you just kind of fall into your practice. I mean, there's always something that, that your heart is drawn to and, and kids were one. I had two little girls at the, at the time, um, but I did see this big need for um, really helping families come up with their own natural pharmacy that was personalized for their their needs. And so I did a lot of that as well. So doing a lot of prevention, health prevention and supporting and guiding. Um, and so I've pretty much stuck with that through the, the years. And in the last probably um, two or three years, it's been a lot of hormonal and digestive and working with more adults. 
And then in between, I wrote Human Body Detectives, which I think we'll talk about. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we're going to talk about the challenges we face when we're raising kids and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. But I thought maybe we should define that. Like, what is a healthy lifestyle then from your view? What does that, e- what does that mean? What does it encompass? Um, you know, I think the big word that I think is important is resiliency. And I do talk to my patients a lot about this and, and my children and and then friends and family who are open to hearing my little spiels. But, um, you know, when I think about resiliency, I think about how well you can bounce back from something. So with health resiliency, I think about people who um, are exposed to colds or illness, any kind of germs. um, And are they sick for a day or two? Are they sick for two weeks? um, And then they still have a lingering cough. Um, So you know, those are great indicators that let me see how well their um, immune system and their body um, is supported and functioning because that's a, that's a really good symptom um, that we can kind of, you know, dive off of and, and, and go into the talks about um, lifestyle choices, which revolve around, you know, how you're nourishing your body, how you're moving your body, um, how you're thinking, how you're responding to stress. And, you know, those all impact um, how your health resiliency is. So why is it so hard? I know, like, it, it is hard. We face a lot of challenges as parents helping our kids. Well, I mean, ourselves as well, if we're honest. But even our kids here, as we're talking about parenting, why is it hard then to help them maintain that healthy lifestyle? What what challenges are in our way? Um. I think just parenting is hard (laughs) in general, which I think most parents will agree. I mean, there's some great days and there's some hard days and, you know, good times and harder times, you know, just the roller coaster of of being alive, I guess. Um, But there are definitely some big things that I think really push the parent buttons, the triggers. And one thing that always comes up is, um, food <laughs> and the picky eaters you know you it seems like if you have more than one child one uh, one kid will eat anything that's put in front of them and then the next kid will not eat anything um or might eat if you separate it all right <laughs> um so you know picky eaters um it's probably the biggest challenge i think that most parents face um so and then you know i i think when i think about um the next big thing would be sleep you know, and, you know, the first five years, kids just don't want to sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're so fearful of missing anything. And Mm -hmm. so, and then you have this flip side when they become teenagers where all they do is sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless they get that, you know, phone call from their, Mm -hmm. you know, best friend, (laughs) you know, that's what gets them out of bed. And so, you know, you flip flop, you, you have one and then you experience the other, usually the middle Mm-hmm. Is usually, you know, I always say from five to 14 are the real glory years of parenting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then tying sleep in to, um, I think that the third big thing that I, I mean, I, I didn't really have to struggle with it. I have an 18 and 22 year old, but um, is the devices that they're on, you know, like the, the computers and the, the iPads and the iPhones and the blue light that comes from there and how that can really disrupt sleep. And sleep is so important because that's where the body does its repairing, cleans out all the old cells, you know, brings in some new cells. Um, 
And uh, that's a good time for the immune system to kill off any germs that you might have been exposed to during that day. So, you know, and if, and if the blue light is really messing up your sleep and you're not getting good quality. Um, so there's that. And, um, and then when I have parents come to me and they're just overwhelmed because there's so much information out there and they don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so do you have advice for those picky eaters or those kids who don't want to sleep? I know some moms yeah. are probably like, tell us your, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think like the picky eaters, um, it's tough. So I, I do have a few things. So for the younger kids, I, I think every parent needs to get the book green eggs and ham because that book talks about, do you know that book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it talks about, and, and you don't say to your child, we're going to read this because you're a picky eater. But if you keep reading it and you have a few copies, they're eventually going to have it come to that, to it themselves. Like, Oh, well, maybe I should just try it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think as a parent, we have to be creative. So the books are, is a good book to have. And then being creative, I think one of the most important things, and I really learned this from my older daughter is, is empowering your kids, um, and getting them into the kitchen and helping them, um, be part of the process of cooking foods and um, even preparing foods, even going to the grocery store, like give them a list and say, you know, you can pick a, you know, five colorful things and then two, maybe not so great things. Mm-hmm. And then that gives them some, you know, confidence and security and safety with the, you know, the choices that they're going to make at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the kitchen, you know, one of the things that is, was really helpful is, is having an appetizer plate. I mean, it, it, again, let's just step back because I know there's a lot of moms who are like, ah, it's so much work, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, we have to think about the long term. And um, when we think about health in these, these choices, we want, like, chronic diseases don't happen overnight. <clears throat> They, they can take 10 years to um, surface and expose themselves. So, you know, spending some extra time making the appy plate, have the kids, you know, cut up some vegetables and, and, and make the plate pretty and, you know, with dips and stuff. So when the other family members come into the kitchen, there's that community feel and, you know, the, the mom or dad could be like, wow, this looks great. I'm going to try, you know, this, this hummus dip or bean dip. Um, and if you can have them, um, you know, maybe cut up, I mean, if you're in the kitchen as well, you can watch them cut up their, say, cauliflower or broccoli, have them throw it into a bowl, salt and pepper, olive oil, baking dish, put them in, help them put it in the oven. You know, these are all the great things that really make them, like, almost feel loyal to eating the vegetables. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm focusing on vegetables right now because that's always the tricky one. Um and then at the, the kitchen table, like one thing that um, um, helped me, and I don't really remember who mentioned this to me, but I, it was, or maybe I came up with it on my own. I don't remember, but, but is, you know, have a big bowl of lettuce, but then have little glass containers of, of toppings for that lettuce and put all of those on the table so kids can make their own salad. Mm-hmm. So again, we're going back to empowering them um, so that for the food, those are kind of uh, some of my general tips. Um, and then for sleep, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think the more that parents surrender to the fact it's going to take a good hour to get them to bed, the easier it's going to be. 
know? So really dedicating that hour to the bedtime rituals, you know, because by the time you give them a bath and read them books, um, you know, it's, you have to, to just be a part of it. Um, I do think essential oils are brilliant to, you know, spray on the bread linen, get a diffuser for the room. You know, that the, the other big thing with sleep too is like only use lavender oil um, at bedtime. You know, have a night-night CD, but that has no lyrics, but you only listen to that when you're in the bedroom so that the brain starts to associate that smell or that, that, um, that you know, music to sleeping. So that kind of just is manipulating, I yes. guess. Does that no, make sense? I love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> no, it, it is partly our expectations, right? Or if we're like trying to rush the bedtime routine, it usually doesn't work well. It's like, you just need to do I, it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I mean, it's just surrender. Yeah, just know? do it. Yeah. Oh, those are the, great. Yeah. And then the teenage thing, I think you have to really set these strong boundaries with like, you have to turn off the Wi-Fi at 10 p.m. or take the you know, take the, well, if you take them away, I mean, kids are so sneaky. I mean, I mean, they don't, that's just their nature. They have to be that way, but they always find some device that no one's using to get on. You know, so, you, know you have to figure out some kind of boundary to get them off their computers because it really messes up with sleep. Like I've seen so many lab work um, where the kids say they're functioning, but they're not sleeping well. So yeah, those are tough. Um, great advice, though. So from your your professional perspective and, and such, how do then do these healthy behaviors help prevent chronic illness then? What have you seen? What, what examples can you give us? Um, I mean, they all do. Because, you know, like I was saying, um, uh, let's just, when I think about, like, if you're not, we have, I, this is, what I talk to, to so many people about is that our bodies only function on the nutrients that it's given. So in the nutrients that's given, it comes from the food that we're eating, that comes from the soil that the plant is in. So, um, you know, pick, choosing really good quality foods um, and then being able to um, get those into our cells um, so that they can be transported throughout the body to, you know, help your muscles, to help your heart pump, to help your brain think, you know, like these are, and your immune system fight. I mean, the immune system needs a ton of nutrients um, to be able to fight off diseases and illnesses. Um, so like food just plays such a huge role. It's, it's when you think about um, um, your car and gas, you know, I mean, that's maybe not the best thing because we all know that if you don't put gas in the car, it's not going to work. But, you know, maybe you're not putting in enough gas, you know, let's like when that, when you're almost out of gas and the car is, you know, going back and forth, you know, that's the same thing in the body. Like your heart just can't do what it wants to do. And, and actually it's kind of sad. <laughs> I never really thought of it, you know, because the body doesn't want to be sick. I mean, it has all these systems, it's interconnected, it's trying really hard to be in balance, it's creating this homeostasis so that it can do the best job it can for you to be able to, you know, run and play and think and be creative and, and do all that and fight off these chronic diseases. Um, so, uh, you know, and then, you know, tying in, I think food and movement are two of my biggest things. Um, because if you're moving your body, you're getting your blood circulating. And if you're circulating your blood, then you're getting those nutrients to all the places it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And um, so, 
you know, that is what's going to ward off all these chronic diseases. And I, and like I was saying earlier is that um, it's chronic, these diseases aren't overnight. And so that's why it can't be, or I mean, it can be, but it's not optimal. It's like, it can't be an on or off thing. Mm -hmm. And this is why I feel like it's really important to teach our children these healthy lifestyle tips Mm -hmm. um, now so that it just, it's just automatic for them. Mm-hmm. You know, what if we have teenagers and uh, you know they haven't necessarily been eating well for a while? Here, is it too late with no. them? Like, what do you advise with teenagers? Now, I mean, children are always easier because um, they just they just want to play and they want to be with their friends. They want to be social. They don't want to miss anything. So, for them to be in bed, it's not great. Mm-hmm. So they're very motivated by that. But I think with teenagers, um, they're also motivated by that. I think most people are. Nobody really wants mm-hmm. to be sick. But um, with teenagers, with puberty and like all these hormonal changes, you know, the whole physical appearance they, is a huge motivator for kids. And this kind of goes back to like that creative parenting where, you know, you can't tell your, your kid, um, your child, your teenager, um, to, you know, eat better foods, but maybe you could, because they're not going to listen to you. But if you, you know, kind of slide in when you, cause I think car rides are always the best place to talk to teenagers, but you know, just say, Oh, I read an article about how zinc is really great for your, your skin. You know, I was thinking that, you know, maybe I could try to figure out some zinc. This isn't the best example, but yeah. like, you know, you know where I'm going, yeah. you know, yeah. just to kind of plant the seed. Um, and then, because guarantee those teenagers are going to go back, they're going to grab their phone and they're going to Google zinc mm-hmm. and acne, mm-hmm. you know, or skin blemishes or whatever. Yeah. And then, then they're going to come to you and say, hey, can we buy a zinc supplement or pumpkin seeds have zinc in it? Can we, you know, I'm going to make these, you know, I, I don't know. Like, So that's the way you have to do it. And the other thing that I think is really important um, that I um, – is, is making a big connection between how food makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- we can start that with children at a very young age. Um, uh, I think a great example is my older daughter, um, when she was about 11 or 12 or maybe 10, around that age, it's when the Frappuccinos were huge, you know? And so she was at this, you know, brink of being really social and they always wanted to go to Starbucks and get Frappuccinos. And I mean, every time she came home, she complained of a stomach ache. And I was like, oh, I wonder what it is, you know? Like, what did you eat? I didn't say the Starbucks. Like, what did you eat? But in my head, I'm like, it's full of dairy and sugar. Of course, it's not going to make you feel good. After the third time, she was like, I can't do this anymore. And she just stopped. So if you can make that connection with your teenager, too, that can be really powerful because they want to look good and feel good. And those are huge motivators. Awesome. I love that. Thank you for those, those tips. So you have some books and resources that I know my audience will want to know about. So can you tell us about the Human Body Detectives book series that you have? What is that all about? Yes, it's definitely a little passion that I uh, started. Gosh, it's been about at least 12 years. Yeah, 10 to 12 years. It's, um, I was when my kids were in elementary school and I went in to help this, the, the teachers um, and what I could bring to the table was talking about um, the human body. And so I thought, well, what about digestion and um, nutrition and, and tying, you know, those two together. And so 
the kids were just so excited about learning how the digestive system worked and how that food they ate got into their bodies and what it did. And so that was kind of a jumping off point for me. And I tried to do, I went into the libraries and, you know, bookstores and tried to find some more books that really kind of weave those two together because it just seemed important to me. But all I could find were books on the human body, which were all great, but they didn't, you know, they didn't, show how the body is made up of different systems, physiological systems. And none of them talked about how the nutrients in those foods feed those physiological systems. So that's really where I said I have to combine these two. And that's how Human Body Detectives was born. So I have um, five books in the book series. Um, and so the first one's on the digestive system and it's just a quick journey through the digestive system. It's, it's engaging and entertaining, but very educational at the same way. And, and it weaves in nutrition and the next one's on the immune system and it kind of builds on the digestion just to be able to show the kids that the body's all separate, but it's also interconnected um, and works together to help each other out and how important food is um, um, to those systems for them to work really well. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I guess that's, it's really basically educating kids on how their body works and what foods best fuel it. So what systems are covered then? Digestion, immune, what, what are the other ones? And then I have circulatory, um, and then I have skeletal, and then I have the brain. Um, and then once I got all of those, um, going, I, I had a lot of um, teachers ask me about doing a curriculum um, to go with it. And I was like, ah, I mean, <laughs> that I hadn't even ever thought that would be a possibility, even though I'd created some crossword puzzles, you know, to help kids really understand what we were talking about inside the digestive system. Um, so I found um, a woman who has a master's in education and she helped me put curriculum together to really go deeper into each system and, you know, ask more, like ask more well, you know, ask questions so the kids could really start thinking um, and be more curious about the system um, and be able to make some changes and really tie it all together. So your books are on Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the curriculum, is that a downloadable resource? Um, it, it was. And then I actually, um, in the last year, I've been really wanting to make some changes. And I mean, they've been lesson plans and activity worksheets and things like that. Um and um, I thought that it would be great if I could do the lesson plans, kind of take it, uh, my younger daughter homeschools, and I know that it can get overwhelming to be doing, being the teacher. And so I thought, well, what if I did the lesson and then, you know, gave the teachers, you know, give them this activity or try this activity. So it is video lesson plans with me and downloadables um, with all the activities and, and the lesson, everything's included. I've just added um, some videos of the lesson plans and, um, and, and a discussion so that kids can um, ask questions because, you know, if kids can learn from their peers, that's the ultimate. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like homeschool families could use this with like multiple ages, elementary ages, right? So it sounds mm -hmm. like a great resource. Just teach all your kids together with these. Um, yeah, you could. Lessons. If you, I do. I, I remember a few years ago, a woman had bought, um, 
can't remember which which one. Maybe it was the the circulatory system, or they were working on that. But the four year old daughter, I mean, it was for an eight year old, but the four year old daughter was just enthralled with it, and she said was such a great email to get because it was exactly what I was hoping to to get from um, putting this out into the world. It's a little girl, they were in the produce section and she screamed out, we need strawberries for my red blood cells. Uh-huh. Like, that's it. Uh-huh. You know, so, you, you know, I mean, it's more for grades two to fives, but, okay. uh, you know, that's the thing with homeschooling is like yeah. there's so many kids who are, you know, are doing it at their own pace. And yeah. so... Awesome. Okay. So, so two grades, two through five, ideally, that's kind of who you wrote it for. That's helpful to know. Um, so I will put links in the show notes then to your site and where people can find all these resources. Is there anything else you want to tell us about how homeschool families could use this curriculum or the books? Was there anything else to mention? Um, well, I do. It did evolve from elementary into middle um, I have a middle school nutrition course, and then I have a functional nutrition course, mostly for high schoolers or somebody, you know, who's already taken the basic nutrition. So that was really a fun addition to, to make it for all ages of, of kids. Um, and then this summer I'm coming out with, um, a girl's curriculum for preteen and teen, which I'm very excited about. Cause I think it's real. I, I see a lot of, girls in their late and teens and in, in their twenties and they don't know how their body works. And, um, so that really kind of pushed me into creating that curriculum and uh, that course. And it's, it's pretty brilliant. I think <laughs> I really, really got a lot of information and made it fun and entertaining. Just always that same theme mm-hmm. with HBD. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the high school curriculum we were just talking about, would, you, would that count as a full credit in high school? Is there enough material or is, would you say it's a half credit or? Um, gosh, I can't, my kids are out of high school now, so I don't yeah. remember how that is, but um, they're probably a half credit because yeah. they're, you know, two to three months. So, okay. yeah. you know, maybe a good eight to 10 weeks of okay. material. Okay. That's so. Good. Okay. Awesome. So we will definitely link to all this and I'm excited for everyone to check it out. Is there any last minute advice or encouragement you can give to my listeners with either just helping their kids learn how their body works or, or pursuing a healthy lifestyle? What, what last minute advice would you leave us with? Um, I think, I think the more we talk about food is great at the dinner table talking about where do you think this broccoli came from and make up, you know, you can tie in history and the nutrients, how was it brought to America? You know, I just, I think the more we talk about um, food and where it comes from um, and what it's, what you think it's doing in your body, you can just make stuff up, you know, like it's just really exciting, I think for the kids and then really tying in how that food makes you feel. Because dad might be like, ah, I don't, doesn't make me feel very good or, and not so much taste, it's more Mm -hmm. how it's making you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those are just really important topics that we need to bring to the the meal table. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Heather. Thank you. It was fun talking. Definitely. Yeah. Have a great day. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and remember you can find all of Dr. Heather's books and curriculum and resources if you go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 71. In the meantime, happy homeschooling.